sweepless in Seattle. Some might say, ladies and gentlemen, the San Diego Padres lose both games of a two-game set against the Seattle Mariners, and the Mariners win both, being one of the hottest teams in baseball, and the Padres continuing their loser energy. But don't worry, it's not just me talking today. We got someone else, a happy side of things, dare I say, with Lockdown Mariners. It's a crossover. Let's get into it. Ty, are you ready? I am very ready. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of not just the Locked On Padres podcast, but also the Locked On Mariners podcast. I am one of your hosts, Javier Reyes, sometimes, occasionally, but certainly not always the most. Uh, mm-hmm. The host with not always the most. Uh, you can mm-hmm. find me on Twitter at Javapeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O, or at L-O underscore Padres for live updates, usually sad ones um, over there on the team. And then regular life updates on my own one because that's what i do out here and then weird other stuff as well uh so check that out and then of course i'm being joined by a man of many talents a man who is not from my realm he is the king of seattle the sultan of the sultan of seattle is what i should have said i I don't Um, even live in seattle you know what i mean though sure <laughs> captain canada whatever you want uh sure yeah. Tide gonzalez one of the hosts of locked on mariners captain sir how canada. are you doing today <laughs> i'm doing great it is almost 1 a.m for the both of us mm-hmm. uh so you know we're on some sicko energy tonight mm-hmm. uh very very clearly you know as evidenced by the first two minutes of this episode uh i'm looking forward to uh talking some ball with you man it's always a good time whenever we cross over yeah absolutely man and everybody before we get into the, co- the this uh conversation i just want to remind you download the game time app it's great they sponsor this episode create an account and use code lockdown mlb for 20 dollars off your first purchase last minute tickets lowest prices guaranteed you want to go to a padres game Game time's got you covered. I don't know why at this point, but you can. They got you. Mariners, I know why you want to go to that. those games. They're really fun. And guess what? Game time's got you covered. So check that out, guys. Game time. Ty, man, mm. uh, electric two-game set. Am I right? I mean, just just offensive for, for, for me. walls. <laughs> yeah, right? It's just like... Super electric. <laughs> look... I said sweepless in Seattle at the beginning, and I think that almost killed both of us, to be honest with you. Um, mm-hmm. Shouts to my friend who DM'd me that. I died a little that. bit. Yeah. yeah. Shouts to my friend who DM'd me that before. Can't take full credit. You know who you are, sir, if you're listening, my Australian pal. Um, look, the Padres heading into the series, everybody talks about them nonstop. Every host that I cross over with is always like, what's going on with the Padres? What's going on here? And look, they made a bunch of additions at the deadline, and they had swept the Rangers before the deadline. And ever since then... They Thank have you for that, by the way. You're welcome. Uh, have mm-hmm. predictably uh, played pretty horribly um, after getting absolutely demolished by the Dodgers. Absent one, the only time they've had a comeback win all year, Saturday's or I should say last Saturday's game. Then they head to the series with Seattle and they're able to score a whopping how many runs tie in two games? Uh, let's see here. One. Uh, one. 
One run across One. seven hits, ladies and gentlemen, from mm. the studio that brought you a $250 million. You know how there's like all this discourse about why did these movies that cost $280 million to make look terrible? That's the San Diego Padres. This was this was the secret <laughs> invasion of baseball series. <laughs> that's that's what it was, folks. This, this, Everyone's this... like, why does it cost so much? Why do the effects look that bad at the end? What's going on here? That's the Spadre season, ladies and gentlemen. This is an 8% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> it's 8% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, look, uh, there's a lot to talk about with this game, and both games, I should say. We're going to start with last night, just do recaps, and we're going to talk about the teams kind of as a whole and kind of the, the general vibes uh, that are, as Ty mentioned, pretty sicko for both of us, but positive yeah. on your end, negative on my end. Mariners end up winning last night's game six to one. Padres have you Darvish starting. He actually has been pretty good. ERI below two last two starts. Unfortunately, the bullpen absolutely explodes. And one of the things that I've noticed about the Padres this year is the loser energy permeates throughout every, probably every orifice, every section. Orifice was an awful word to use there. Uh, every section, every layer of the team. Um, and in this case, last night, it was mm. the bullpen. Um, Stephen Wilson, who has been pretty lights out all year and actually hasn't been that terrible in high leverage situations, he blows the lead. Uh, the game is actually tied heading into the eighth inning. Um, mm. And then he gives up to a home run to Ken Cal, a player who you've called as such, Ken Cal Rally, the catcher for the Mariners, who has hit a lot of big home runs, it feels like, for that team, especially last year. Um, and then hits one in this one, absolute bomb. Then the Mariners break the game open. That's right. They don't, know. they don't stop there. Then they end up scoring a few more runs there as well. Padres' bullpen has let you Darvish down. They've been letting a lot of starters down, especially Blake Snell, I think, is another one, although you didn't get to see him this series. Um, and we have a little bit of an incident, which I want to talk about really quickly before we talk about. I don't think there's too much to talk about uh, in both of these games in a lot of ways. Uh, I'll ask you your thoughts on Emerson Hancock, who made his debut. And if I had known it was his debut, uh, young unproven rookie i would have taken the mariners because the padres can't hit against guys who just started um but i want to ask you really quickly because after um cal had hit the home run mm. um stephen wilson hit your boy t oscar hernandez uh in the helmet actually so yeah really scary moment and it was it was kind of the uh, this sounds really really bad but like the one the the highlight the the, the exciting moment of the series it's the only time really that right. i think that well, if I you're had a looked Padres up, fan, Javi. Yeah, if you're a Padres fan, that was kind of the only moment we were like, whoa, what happened here? You know, kind of. Or mm. if you're part of the Luis Campuzano hive, you know, if you're part of that. But real. other than yeah. that, man, I mean, it was it was a freaky moment. Yeah, and, you know, real quick, just want to say, I don't think that was intentional at all. I'm sure you agree. Mm. Um, I get why the Mariners dugout was a little bit pissed about it, right? Because obviously, mm. you know, Right after a home run, too. Right after a home run, ball goes up into you know Teo's head. Uh, you know, thankfully it goes off the bill of his helmet. That's you know amazing that he's totally yeah. okay. And uh, you know, you could see pretty clearly right after Wilson threw the pitch that he was visibly upset. And you know, Teo gave him a little gesture like, "Hey, we're we're cool. It's all good." Uh, but yeah, I get why you know Gino and and Julio were uh, mm -hmm. a bit upset with that. Um, that's just you know. The, the nature of the heat of the moment and all that stuff. Uh, but I'm, I'm glad that uh, nothing came of it uh, because, you know, the Mariners right now, they're playing their best ball. Uh, they can't really afford to have anyone get suspended or, you know, hurt 
in a brawl or any sort of altercation. So while I yeah. am team brawl, well, Colby and I are both team brawl over here on the Lockdown Marys podcast. Uh, I'm glad that nothing happened tonight. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And I think that it's important to note, look, as someone who just got mixed reviews on his uh, rant about Joe Kelly uh, recently, like it would it, it's probably going to look to a lot of people be be a little hypocritical saying, I don't think this was intentional, but I really don't think it was. And the reason why I don't think is, especially under Bob Melvin's uh, managership, the Padres don't get into that nonsense. They just I don't think they have mm-hmm. time for it. I don't think they care for it, quite, quite frankly. I think they're all just mm-hmm. like. We have Tatis, and he was a consistent unwritten rule breaker for years and right. all this stuff. So they're, I think they're just like, you know what? We have too many things to worry about. Like the last thing we need is one of our relievers throwing at a guy, getting other people upset, getting potential suspensions. I just don't think under Melvin that that stuff happens, to be quite honest with you. And I know it's, oh, well, what about Ramon Laureano? Well, that guy like charged a whole bench the year after the Astros scandal. I think that that's just completely separate. That man was on a mission and no one could stop him. Right. But uh, for this game, yeah, I don't think it was intentional. Uh, it was just a really scary moment. I'm happy to Oscar's. Okay. Uh, yeah. I root for that guy for sure. Especially with just kind of like the, I don't know, saw a couple games when he played against the Yankees and they were acting like jerks to him. So I root for that guy, but you know, the Mariners get the better end of this game and it's unfortunate. Again, I've said this a lot on my show, the Pirates just find a way. Um, every single time uh, one run over two games we made the secret evasion jokes the big budget jokes they find a new way uh, when the starting pitching's good the bullpen will blow up or the offense doesn't show up and the offense didn't show up in the series I will say yes it was a little bit of unlucky stuff Garrett Cooper had like one of the hardest hit balls of the night doesn't mm-hmm. end up le- um, becoming a hit Tatis gets robbed in game one which we haven't talked about yet with Julio and Julio makes a, a, a just becomes a gif uh, and a meme with the way that he surprised everyone with the ball. Um, I personally was not surprised because nothing that goes against the Padres will surprise me anymore. But that was a big moment for the first game. So, yes, Padres did get a little bit unlucky. But in general, uh, I don't care. I, I don't care about unluckiness anymore. The amount of times people have asked me, oh, well, the run differential, starting pitching ERA. You ha- are leading the league in outs above average. These, I, I'm pretty sure they are still. Uh it doesn't matter, though, because every single statistic, even their playoff odds are higher than other teams. It doesn't matter. And I think that if you've watched this team at all, and it's important to watch it, and I don't mean this in a way that if people haven't watched it, they're casuals and they don't know anything. If you've watched the team <clears throat> and, you know, contemplated your life as much as I have over these past, like, hundred-something games, they just find ways. They lose. They lose close games. They're 0-10 in extra innings. So really, you shouldn't be surprised by all this. But here we are uh, doing an episode talking about how wild it is that this Padres team with all these players is getting shut out by a guy who's making his major league debut, right? Like his major league debut in Emerson Hancock. And I understand he was a highly regarded prospect once upon a time. But even still, you would think with all the stuff this year that they'd show up and they just don't. They just don't. Yeah. Yeah, it's really rough. It's really rough. But before we talk about the rest of the series or the game one, I should say, uh, which won't be too much of a talk, to be quite honest with you. And I let Ty talk just a little bit more because I am a merciful ruler, uh, despite hosting this podcast. Thank you. Um, Thank you, sir. (laughs) I want to talk about something that is always there for you, unlike the Padres. And you know what that is, Ty? What's that? This game time. (laughs) Oh, yeah, man. Let me tell you. Sometimes when I'm trying to get tickets, you know what I hate when you just don't. What do you hate, Javi? 
at the last second. Maybe you know what happens sometimes? Maybe you want to go to NBA game. I know you don't have mm. those in Seattle. I know you do have them in Canada, but that hurts. Yeah, but, I know. Yeah, yeah. It, it, unintentional on my part. You know, you know, you know. <laughs> all right, you you get one. You get one. I get, you one? get one. Okay, I get yeah, one. You, right. you lost. You lost the series. You get one. <laughs> get one. Okay. Um, but maybe you know, with basketball, maybe you don't know who's going to play that night, so you you have to get last minute tickets. Game time has you covered, and it's great. And also, what I really like, it's not just sports. You've got on top of basketball, football, baseball, hockey, whatever you want. They've also got concert tickets. Maybe you want a little T-Swift. I've heard that's big. T-Swizzle? The T-Swizzle, I've heard that's pretty big. Or whoever's playing. I don't know. I'm not a big music person, but they've got that covered. They've got you for playoff games. They've got comedy theater type of tickets. They've got everything for you. So that's what I love about them. Flash deals and last minute tickets. Easy to find and buy tickets for all the events that I just mentioned. You even get images of seat views. For, for all my visual learners out there, love seeing that. That's really helpful. Lowest prices guaranteed, event cancellation protection, all sorts of stuff. They really got you covered, guys. So snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. And again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed boom let's go let's go and we're back everybody here on the lockdown padres and lockdown mariners crossover extravaganza do me a favor everybody go check us both out on the sirius xm app you just type it in and you'll find it it's pretty easy uh so oh. shouts to that and of course thank you for making us your first listen every day free to available on all platforms including the aforementioned sirius ty Hobby. Let's talk about game one real quick. Um, another game that I think showcased the Padres losing energy. Uh, this time, it wasn't through the bullpen necessarily, because it was actually a bullpen game, uh, game one on Tuesday. It was ex- expected to be as such, especially with the absence of Joe Musgrove. Um, and hilariously enough, they actually came through. Mm-hmm. Isn't that unbelievable? Starting with Nick Martinez, who's been just kind of the definition of an average reliever this year. High leverage situations. He, he's just, uh, he's, he's, he's a little mid, but but I, I mean that genuinely in a fun way. He seems to care a lot. He's got the passion and whatnot. He goes three innings in this one, gives up four hits, only strikes out one, walks one, but no runs. He battled. It was really cool. It got scary a little bit early on, but he managed to go there pretty well. I think the changeup saved him a little bit. And then the rest of the game, Scott Barlow comes in. He gives up a run uh, after looking really solid, unfortunately, in his debut for the Padres when he struck out three over one and two thirds. Uh, just has given up three runs, then five, then one. So he's been uh, a disaster as an acquisition because why not? Ray Kerr comes in, he gives up a run. Suarez and Hader, Mariners legend, that's right. Uh, Suarez and Hader come in. They don't give up any runs. And that doesn't sound too bad, especially for a bullpen game. But the problem is, Ty, they managed a donut. That's right. And not the fun kind that you get to eat. You know what I mean? Not those kind. No, instead, the Padres are unable to do basically anything. Hassan Kim, Xander Bogarts, and Jake Cronenworth, the only ones with hits in this game. Cronenworth with a double. And here, here's what I mean. Even when a bullpen game went your way, you can't score. And you get a four-strikeout golden sombrero performance from the number one player, dare I say, in baseball that you do not expect to get that. I actually oh, literally yeah. think that he's the number one that is least likely to get this, and that's Juan Soto. Uh, yeah. Four-strikeout game for him. Again, 
Padres find different ways to lose, man. What can I say? Yeah, I uh, talked about this on our post game show last night. You know, Soto in a 731 games before today. Today was 732. Uh, has been running a career walk rate higher than his career strike strikeout rate. He had mm-hmm. never worn the golden sombrero before in a game until last night. Like it was pretty insane and and I'll you know we got to give a lot of credit here to to Logan Gilbert who was brilliant last night quite possibly the best we've we've ever seen Gilbert in his young major league career of and on top and on top of that Matt Brash Andres Munoz former Padres of course Padres legends thank you AJ Preller uh dominated uh the you know the fourth strikeout to, to Soto the the nasty backdoor slider from uh from Munoz who's been a little shaky as of late but he looked great uh in that appearance last night so hopefully that gets him on a little bit of a roll here um yeah the mayor is pitching um you know look i i know as a padres fan you know it's it's very easy to just blame the offense etc and and i totally get that probably very valid uh but also the mayor's pitching has been elite this year mm-hmm. uh yeah, arguably the, the best pitching staff and all the baseball uh and they attack you in a lot of different ways and when they're cooking uh it's it's unbeatable it's unbeatable stuff you know when you got gilbert throwing the way that he was last night on top of you know brash and munoz you know throwing 100 miles per hour and pairing that with wicked sliders too like not much you can do about that even when you have legit superstars in your lineup yeah absolutely and the padres it's again, I don't mean this meanly. I almost don't care uh, how good this opposing pitching is just because this has been the story with them all year. Um, mm. And like you mentioned, the, the Mariners have been very good. But in terms of the overall course of the season, Padres starting pitching actually is second in baseball with in terms of ERA. The Mariners are seventh. And I'm not saying, look, it's that's kind of like negligible. The difference, their starters are excellent. I get it. It could go head to head either way. Um, but it just shows you like the Padres are right there when it comes to the Mariners with starting pitching. Mm. Um, especially with a healthy Musgrove. And it's just unfortunate. And Logan Gilbert, 12 Ks, only giving up one hit. Uh, no walks, no runs, of course. Yeah. Uh, just pretty obscene stuff from him. And it's just, don't get me wrong, again, very good pitcher. Believe it or not, my Cy Young pick before the season started um, for the American League. I know. I don't I don't hate whatever. it. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I, I didn't pick Kirby. I was just like, I like Logan Gilbert. <laughs> I quite literally <laughs> put money on Kirby, by the way. <laughs> oh, really? Nice. Saw that. Yeah, yeah, nice, yeah. Nice. I don't know why Logan, maybe it's just an affinity for Wolverine on my part, but uh, just it is very Padres, though, for him to have one of his best starts of the year against them. Past couple games, three runs, two runs, five runs, two, one. He did really good against SF, but it's just it's telling. But again, very good pitching. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I don't I don't know if you saw the stat. I don't know if you saw the stat last night, but Gilbert became the second Mariner uh, pitcher since Felix's perfect game to throw 10 plus K's. No walks, one hit or fewer uh, in a game. Like he was, Not yeah, bad, it's man. pretty pretty Not good bad. company to find yourself in. But yeah, so I mean, exactly. he was just he was very good last night. And uh, Gilbert is at his best when he is throwing the kitchen sink at you. When he's got the mm-hmm. slider working, when he's got the splitter working, which is a new thing for him this year. And it's been an actual weapon for him. Uh, and so yeah, it was just kind of a perfect storm, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And unfortunately, the Padres were on the other end of it. And you mentioned Munoz, you mentioned Matt Brash, and it's 
it's interesting that both of our teams have that infamous, infamous trade. And I, I will say that while uh, I am cool with you, uh, Colby, uh, your co-host, who mm-hmm. it's fine. I, I get it. I look every time I talk about the Dodgers, I get random people who swear that it's not a rivalry jumping in my comments. I'm used to people being weird and mean occasionally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I try to I try to smile. I try to be happy about it. But there was a day in which your co-host mm. said that we'll give you Thai France, I believe for Hassan Kim. And oh, yeah. Yeah, it was one of the that. more insulting yeah. trade proposals, especially from someone that I do not follow on Twitter, who does not follow me on Twitter mm. and decided that he became an expert mm. in how to build a championship team because, mm. and I mean this with so much love. I mm-hmm. like the Mariners. We've talked about how much I love the documentary, but from SB Nation on them. Yep. Made shout the out to playoffs. John Boys. Shout out to John Boys. Made the playoffs for the first time in 20 years. A kid just doesn't know how to act. That's a locked on MLB insider thing if you guys want it. So while I say Ty is the diva, might actually be Colby. But um Diva Patnode. Yeah. Yeah, Diva Patnode. I will say that like these teams, just the 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 way they're building, they have so many similarities. I mean, the Ty France trade being infamous, Munoz. Austin Nola, who is currently not on the major league roster. Like this is these teams don't mirror each other, but they're, they have like some similar kind of through lines where it's like Jerry DePoto and the kind of crazy trades he's made, or at least the crazy vibes that he has, that he's ready to do a lot of stuff and what have you and having some really fun stars at the top of them. So there are some through lines there, but clearly it's working out for the Mariners. And one of my takes was every year, and this happens in every sport, there's always some, team that's going to break out second half there's always going to be a team that catches fire football basketball hockey soccer probably um everything and this year there were a lot of disappointing teams padres guardians mets mariners probably until one more now. that i can't remember uh yeah till and until now and it was my take was one of those five is going to be awesome right uh, in the second half and I actually picked the Mariners because I just thought that fundamentally they were pretty sound. And that I thought Tiasker was getting maybe a little bit unlucky. He was hitting the ball better. Julio, just a classic sophomore slump. But I just thought that that team has a nice floor. That was just me. I don't know if I would be right. And it looks like as of right now that the Mariners are that team, that they are the team that are going to be the story of the second half. They've won like 80 bajillion games in a row. They made Shohei Otani cry. I felt really bad about that. Um, but that's where we're at. Future so, Mariner. you know, talk about it for a little bit, man. What's what's going on with the the Mariners vibes now that you've slain two really fun teams with a lot of stars with hopes and dreams? Yeah, I mean, you know, guys are performing right. The offense is doing a lot better. Um, yeah. I mean, the series kind of notwithstanding. I mean, the the eighth inning was great, but outside of that, the offense was uh, not particularly good in this series. Yeah. Pretty pretty frustrating uh, a lot of missed opportunities like they were able to get on base they were able to string together some hits just not when they needed it the most but overall yeah on this win streak just on this run that they've been on i mean they, they have the best record in baseball since july 1st uh it's really been you know getting enough offense like the offense still has issues but getting enough offense that you know complements your pitching right because the pitching is so good and they're these you know blowups with this pitching staff are so very few and far between that most nights if you score three runs you have a really good shot of winning with this pitching staff so Mm -hmm. that's been a big part of it 
Um, Cade Marlowe's obviously been kind of a, a revelation here over the last couple of weeks. Uh, he, he obviously had that grand slam against the uh, the Angels last Thursday in the ninth inning. Uh, and he's put together mm-hmm. some really impressive at-bats, including tonight against another lefty, another hit off a lefty. So he's starting to prove himself to to maybe be a an everyday player for this team right now because of his ability to hit both righties and lefties so far. Obviously, it's still very early on for him, but uh, you know we'll see once the uh, league really starts to adjust back to him. Uh, but so far, so good on that front. Um, you know, Gino uh, Eugenio Suarez obviously is hitting the ball a lot better right now. Julio starting to hit the ball a little bit better. Ty France isn't as much of a black hole in the lineup as he's as he was in July. He was yeah. he had like a 42 WRC plus or 44 WRC plus something like that in the month of July. Uh, he's been a bit better. Had a big hit tonight. Um, so yeah, all of that. Um, you know, also Cal Raleigh, you know, who had the the go ahead. Uh, home run tonight uh, has been a lot better since uh, since July has been really really good actually uh, so and I'm probably you know forgetting a couple guys just off top just kind of letting it rip right now but yeah, yeah. this the, this team is uh, just kind of clicking on all fronts right now and the bullpen has really stepped up despite the the loss of Paul Seawald you know they traded Seawald yeah. they brought in Dom Canzone and Josh Rojas who haven't really been big pieces of what they're doing so far. Uh, but you know, guys have stepped up in that bullpen. It's not just Munoz. It's not just Brash. It's also guys like Taylor Saucedo and Trent Thornton, who they just acquired from the Blue Jays a couple of weeks ago, uh, and Justin Topa, obviously. Uh, so yeah, again, everything's just kind of working for them right now. I don't know how sustainable that is the rest of the way, but man, mm-hmm. it's a it's been a hell of a ride the last few weeks. Yeah, they could be the team, and it's both poetic both it's both equally annoying as it is kind of beautiful that the team that traded away and I think is that that's kind of their calling card from this deadline was them trading away Paul Seawald and then they caught fire meanwhile every other team that went for stuff like the aforementioned angles like like my Padres and again their acquisitions Barlow has been rough Rich Hill is old and I don't think they were expecting to necessarily have to use him whatever and Gary Cooper getting a little bit unlucky but you know uh it's still the that's 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 baseball unfortunately sometimes and yeah like you mentioned i mean the guy among players that have actually played a lot of games uh for the mariners is jp crawford with the highest wrc plus at 131 yeah, i forgot jp oh pretty man. wild I feel, I feel so bad <laughs> that i forgot wild, J- i feel so bad that i forgot to mention jp yeah jp's been huge uh jp's having... almost gets thrown out by my boy in the first yeah. game tatis um, yeah but look uh crawford somehow better than literally every single shortstop signed to a big contract um the past few years because baseball is mean uh in a lot of ways but Crawford's been great and I will say look like like you said with the with the offense it's I guess getting hot at the right time and the Padres believe it or not while I have been ragging on them and I ragged on Soto a little bit for the the golden Mm -hmm. sombrero like last month uh, of baseball they've been six in WRC plus as a team like they have bounced back it's just that in the right circumstances and I actually think those stats might be inflated with some of their games when they take a big lead early and then you're getting all the bombs later on right like they love that they are the best team you will ever watch when you're up by five um they become absolute planet destroyers the monsters from space jam whatever you want to call them that's what they become um but unfortunately they couldn't in this series and yes don't get me wrong Mary's pitching is great I get it it's just really really tough when when you're in this position where you're now uh, what, I'm going to say like five games below 500 now. Let's see here. Let me see if I can check that. 
There are four games. I think it's five. I don't know if my app is updated, but uh, it's hilarious that they're still somehow in wildcard contention. Still right there because no one in the NL wants the wildcard, apparently. But mm-hmm. yeah, man, um, it's really rough. And the only re- the only positive thing, I think, for Padres fans is Tatis has a nice play here, throwing out Gino at second base. Now you got call- me calling him Gino. Um, at second base, trying to stretch into a double. That was really nice. He makes a weird throw to first that gets away from Carterworth at one point. I don't care. We're going to pretend it didn't happen. Tati's probably going to win the gold glove. Uh, the fact that the Padres have, at one point, the two best starters in the NL, in Musgrove and Snell, they're going to have two gold glove winners, and they're going to have a guy who, like you mentioned with you know with Soto, everything wants Soto. They're going to have all that stuff. They're going to have a closer with a sub one ERA. And they're going to finish seven games below 500. That's where we're at. That's where mm. we're at, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it's really rough. I don't really know. I just think that if you're a Padres fan, you need to just understand that. I really did like their deadline. I thought that mm. their deadline was low risk. I thought they added some really good platoon guys in Choi and Cooper. I thought Barlow was getting a little bit unlucky in Kansas City with Salvador Perez being his catcher and plus just the expected stats. Maybe I was wrong, but at least if you're a Padres fan, they still have the talent there, and you have to hope that their inability to win close games has been so drastic this year, uh, so poor, that you say maybe it can turn around next year uh, because these things tend not to translate year to year, particularly clutch stuff. Um, you know, it just it just tends not to go that way unless you're Randy Rose Arena. Eventually, your every player is just going to kind of get to the regress to the mean. I think, but nonetheless, it's still really frustrating how they've played this year. And the Mariners, maybe they're the 2015 Mets where they just don't have all that much offense, but then they've got an absolute nightmare three-headed Hydra in the starting rotation and good bullpen that if they just score a little bit and they also play some good defense, then maybe they can make a run. We'll have to see how it all pans out, man. Yeah, yeah, I hope so too. I would uh, love to uh, cover a deep run into the postseason. That would be a lot of fun. Last year was a hell of a lot of fun, even with the disappointing ALDS. Like, so mm-hmm. I'm I'm all about it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. We'll see how that all pans out for Padres fans. Again, it's not over yet. I think that this D back stretch is it. I think this is it. If you play well against them because they are right in front of you for the wild card stuff, then maybe we can talk about it. But I'm not gonna lie to you, Ty. I've been watching the T-ball year. I kind of want them to just rip the Band-Aid off. I just want you to tell me. I want to have a definitive, like, you're dead. You're dead. You're done. <laughs> just go play video games instead. Go mm-hmm. watch TV instead. I may or may not be doing that anyway when the games are on. But <laughs> I just think, like, I just want, like, a confirmation that right. I could be put out of my misery. And I don't know when it's going to happen. Maybe it will never happen. Um, but until then, guys, um, Ty... Uh, give people a little bit of a shout out to what you got going on. If you want to plug anything here for my listeners yeah. and what have you. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, in terms of plugging stuff, uh, locked on Mariners, it's on all the podcast platforms, YouTube, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, wherever you get locked on Padres, you can get locked on Mariners as well. Uh, you know, the, the deal with locked on post five times a week, sometimes even more if uh, the Mariners, you know, are feeling nice and sexy on the weekend you know might get a win or two might do a little post game show or two uh yeah you can find us on twitter at lo underscore mariners you can follow me on twitter at dane gonzalez c-a-n-e-g-n-z-l-z and uh yeah this uh for our 
for our listeners over on Lockdown Mariners that are watching, this is essentially going to be your Thursday show. Uh, Colby and I are going to be recording tomorrow, which is Thursday for me. Well, actually, technically, it's Thursday right now. It's 1.26 a.m. But we're going to be recording a little uh, Emerson Hancock recap, Orioles uh, series preview, and some we're going to love up on Felix a little bit. It is Felix weekend at the ballpark. He's entering oh. the Mariners Hall of Fame uh, cool. this weekend. So, yeah, so that's, that's really, really cool. cool. Yeah, so we're going to be doing that. Uh, that's going to get posted on Friday because uh, Colby's. Oh, 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 the mic cut off. The mic cut off, man. Be careful. This has happened now twice for us while we're recording this. It's okay, though. Um, I, I think he's going to be able to land the ship here. Is he is he ready? Is he back? Let's see. Um, I don't know if he can, but let me tell you guys, go check out Locked On Mariners. It's a great podcast. I really enjoy it. Um, Colby, obviously an enemy of mine. Um, everyone check that out. In terms of Padres, um, I've got a crossover with Miller Thomas. Oh, he's back. Okay. Ooh. I'm back. I'm back. Ooh. All right. All right. Okay. Yeah. I, I I elbowed my audio interface and it <laughs> clearly like disconnected something. Uh Colby's the enemy of a lot of people, including myself as well. So totally, <laughs> totally understand on that front. Uh, but like I was saying, Colby is going to Felix weekend. So he's not going to be here Friday to record. So that's why we're doing Friday's show tomorrow or today, whatever. Right. Uh, and again, this is going to be your Thursday show. So, yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. Well done. Way to land the plane, man. And for everybody uh, listening to me. Yeah, I was um, gonna say, Javi, where where can we yeah. find you? Everyone <laughs> for me, uh, you know, follow me on Twitter and all that stuff that I mentioned before. Um, got a crossover with Miller Thomas. We're gonna be pl- um, previewing the D back series. I was a lot more optimistic on that episode. Um, I feel like I've, I feel like I'm holding it together though. I know I'm gonna snap at one point. We talked about this before we recorded, and I know that I have some listeners. I think that are waiting for when I finally snap. I don't think it's yet. I think it's the D back series. We preview that. Uh, going to be doing a preview probably for the Orioles next week as well. Probably just going to do a tribute to Hassan Kim being the joy of my life and all sorts of stuff. And then go check out this week's episodes, my rant on Joe Kelly, my talk with Arm Layton about prospects, all sorts of good stuff. So check that out. But Ty, that brings us to an, to the end. Part of the journey is That's the sad. end, my friend. That's, That's what they sad. say. That's what they say. Uh, everybody, you've been listening to the Lockdown Padres and Lockdown Mariners podcasts. Until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. Not just my Friday Faithful homies, but also my my stoic Seattle's, Seattleans, maybe. Seattleites. 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 Yeah. All right. No. Uh, until next time, take care. Peace.